Today's reading is Romans 6. What then shall we say? Shall we continue in sin so that grace may increase? Certainly not. How can we who died to sin live in it any longer? Or aren't you aware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be rendered powerless, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you too must count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its desires. Do not present the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and present the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that when you offer yourselves as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin leading to death or to obedience leading to righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you were once slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were committed. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to escalating wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness. For when you were slaves to sin, you were free of obligation to righteousness. What fruit did you reap at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The outcome of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, The fruit you reap leads to holiness, and the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is God's Word. In Romans 5, which we read last time, the scriptures taught that the law produced sin, and sin produced death. That's Romans 5, 12-14. Sin was, in fact, multiplied by the law, according to verse 20. But the grace of Jesus also became abundant where sin increased, according to verses 20b through 21. Here in chapter 6, Paul raised the question, Should we sin more so that there will be more grace? That's according to verse 1. Verse 2 quickly answered that question with a strong no. Then the rest of the chapter went on to explain why, spiritually, we have been buried with Christ and raised to new life with him, according to verses 2 through 4. Our new life in Christ has freed us from the power of sin, according to verses 5-7. through On that basis, we should consider ourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. That's verses 8-11. through And therefore, not allow sin to reign in our bodies, according to verses 12-15. through Verse 15 asked a similar question to verse 1. 
Both the question in verse 1 and the question in verse 15 raised the possibility of us sinning. Verse 1 wondered if we should sin since sin makes grace more abundant. Verse 15 asks if we should sin because we're not under the law but under grace. The implication of verse 15's question seems to be, if grace covers us, shouldn't we sin as freely as we want to? Paul's answer, again, was no, because sin enslaves us, while righteousness, which God saved us for, frees us. That's verses 15 through 18. In verses 19 through 23, we were reminded that sin is deeply destructive. We quote Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death when we give the gospel. And that's fine, but this verse comes in the context of teaching us Christians about sin and death, new life and freedom. There's no problem with quoting Romans 6.23 in evangelism, but we should also quote it to ourselves when we're tempted. Though we still desire sin, the scripture reminds us that there is no benefit to us when we sin. That's according to verse 21. We are now ashamed of the sins we committed in the past, and the consequences of them brought death, according to verses 21 and 23. On the other hand, when we choose to do what is righteous as slaves to God, then the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and that result is eternal life, according to verse 22. Sin appeals to us because it lies to us. It offers us pleasure without showing us the price tag and the pain that follows it. It is true that Jesus' grace is sufficient to cover any and all of our sins, but that salvation does not remove the consequences of those sins. The consequences of sin are death and pain and shame, while the consequences of a righteous life are all positive, holiness and eternal life. When we understand the truth about sin and the power of Christ's salvation, we see why making righteous choices in our lives is better in every way than trying to get the pleasures offered to us by sin. Today, you may face moments of temptation to sin, so keep this passage in mind, Romans 6. Christ liberated us from sin, not to spoil our fun, but to keep us from the death and pain and destruction that sin costs. So trust God's word on this and choose to live righteously when you're tempted. You can do it because you have been raised with Christ. And so I hope that helps you defeat the power of sin today in your life. We'll see you next time.